have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey, this is Yuck Yuck the Clown. And you're listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with my good buddy, Flynn Hendricks. <laughs> Are you needing some decals made? Maybe some vinyl or monograms? Then you need to go check out my wife's Etsy shop at Decals by Kins. That's K-Y-N-S. Go over to Etsy.com slash shop slash decals by Kins and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you. And I'm speaking from experience here. All of my water bottles, my protein bottles, they all have something that she's printed and put on there and those things last. So if you need something like that for a gift, for your family, for your kids, or even for yourself, go check out what she can do for you and as a special treat for my listeners if you use the promo code flynn that's f-l-y-n-n she's even going to get you 10 percent off your order now you can't beat that so go check it out and see what she can do for you and i know you hear me people have always asked me flynn how do i become a professional wrestler how do i become an actor how do i become a podcaster how do i get an agent Well, if you're somebody that's asked these questions, then I've got the solution for you. I'm now offering coaching options that will help you find the answers to these questions and get on the path to success. So if you've been held back by fear, overthinking, or just don't know where to start, email me at theflynnhendricks at gmail.com, use the subject line coaching, and let me get in your corner and help get you on the path to success. And I know you hear me. Welcome back, everybody. As we're recording in the midst of a heat wave, I'm near melted. I'm sweaty. I'm tired, but we're still here. You know what podcast this is, and I know you hear me when I say it's going to be a great one. This is the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Flynn Hendricks, and we are bringing you some more quality audio content today. And as always, I hope this is going to find you in a good place. And if it doesn't, I hope it brings you to a better place by the time we're done here. So it's been a busy week for me, but here we are getting another one in the books, and I hope that it's going to be one that you all enjoy. And if this is your first time tuning in, man, you picked a great one to start with, but you know what you got to do after, right? You got to hit that subscribe button. You got to go back in the archives, and you've got to enjoy the over a year's worth of guests I have waiting for you there. You want actors, you want entrepreneurs, you want teachers, you want wrestlers. I've got something for everybody. So go enjoy, spread the word, and everybody wins. And on top of that, too, word of mouth helps, but buying some merch also helps, too. You guys know I've got shirts available, so check those show notes. Got links for how I can ship it to you directly, or you can go to my Pro Wrestling Tees store. And you know that it's going to help this podcast, and it's also going to help benefit the Nashville Humane Society or the Peter Mayhew Foundation. Whatever charity you want to make the donation to, we'll make it happen, and it's all going to go to a good cause. You know the deal. You snap a selfie, you tag me in it, I shout you out on the podcast and on social media. Your name goes worldwide. Everybody wins. 
But man, like I said, it's been a busy week. We're getting ready for a wrestling fair tour. We're still in the middle of a heat wave. Baseball tournament's coming up, and somewhere in there I gotta find time to sleep, but we're still trying to figure that part out, so we'll get to that later. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't enjoying every minute of it, and I'm getting ready to enjoy every minute of this conversation that's going to be coming up on the other side of this break. But you know what we got to do here? I got to give some love to Elise Bowman. Hi, I'm Will Harridge, and I'm an audio engineer. But you would not believe the amount of mediocre voice actors I get in on the daily. It's scary, honestly. I always want to recommend them to Elise Bowman, who's the best voice acting coach I know. But I'm always afraid I'm going to offend them and be out of a job. Thankfully, I send the best ones over to her anyway over at EliseCoaches.com, and they keep coming back. Hi, I'm one of the mediocre talents that Will has to work with. And really, I'm thinking about looking up Elise myself. Go look at Elise Coaches today and start your career without ending mine. What he said. And we're back. All right, guys, this one is one I've been looking forward to for a while because um, she is... Uh, What's the best way I can say this? Um, a fellow Elise Bowman student, um, we met in a virtual workshop a few months back, heard the name Elise come up, and you know how much we love her here on this show. She is the best, hands down, can't sing her praises enough. So of course when I meet a fellow student, that fellow student is going to be on here as well. But, you know, I mentioned things we got in the archives about entrepreneurs, this chick is not only an entrepreneur, but she is a kick-ass tattoo artist that makes her own schedule. She's also an actor. She just landed her first agent, so we got a lot to talk about. It is my pleasure to have on the show tonight, Claray Baca. Claray, how are you? Yay! Oh my god, I'm so impressed with it. Like, oh my, is this scripted? No, all off the cuff. I have no <laughs> room on my screen for a script. I'm so, I'm like sitting here, I'm like, wow, this guy is so great. <laughs> You're fantastic. Oh, thank you. you I, I paid her to say that, but thank you. <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm. Thank you. Wow. Of course, of I, course. And I think I, I left out the most important thing, probably, of uh, fellow pit bull lover. That we, we, of course, we got to give credit uh, for that too. Yes, I love the pit bull babies, best dogs ever, hands down. Absolutely. And if you guys listen to our interview with Kenny Bolin, you know he shares that same sentiment, and you know I share it. So. Three people can't be wrong about the same thing, so pit bulls are the best dog, hands down, but we love them all anyway, so there we go. But man, let's uh, let's talk about you for a little bit, because I want to know where this drive, this hustle, and this passion to not only pursue these goals like acting, but to start your own tattoo shop, and like we were talking about before we started rolling mics here, you know, working 25 hours a week and the hustle you put in to get to that point, yeah. talk to me, you know, Tell me about how that all started for you. Where was that ingrained in you? Oh, my God. Um, it probably started with, like, my grandmother. Um, mm -hmm. My grandmother, she was a badass. She, you know, she worked full-time jobs, raised her kids. She was a single mom. Right. And then watching my mom, she, they had, my mom did everything backwards. So they, they had me, and then they went back to college. And so seeing my parents, like, just totally hustle to, mm -hmm. you know, to just working and going to school and doing all these things it was like second nature for me to just to see this yeah so i i grew up just learning early on you know the minute that i could make a dollar i was like asking my mom i'm like how do i how do i make a dollar you know and i want to go spend my own money and mom so i course, need more washingtons yeah <laughs> exactly so after i bought my first barbie doll back in the 80s i you know was 
I was I was hustling. I was trying to figure out ways to make money, and so yeah. Ever since then, I've I've worked multiple you know multiple jobs. I've I've worked you know retail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started no. on retail. Yeah. So um, I went back to college at twenty nine, and after that, like I I literally went from shitting in one hand and wanting in the other and checking the feet, see which filled up faster. Yeah. And you know it. The wanting always filled up faster, or less fast than the the one that I was shooting in. So of course, um, so I, you know, I went back to school and I, I told myself, I'm like, how, how can I stop being envious of other people's successes? Because I was, I, I wasn't doing. I was 27 years oldish. I was like, oh my god, I need to, I, I need to do something with my life. All these yeah. kids I had gone to to high school with were getting master's degrees, bachelor, uh, bachelor's degrees, doctorates. And I was like, ooh, I'm still not nothing on retail, but I wanted more for myself. Absolutely. So, so I went back to school, moved to Phoenix, Arizona, went to the Art Institute there, and I finished a bachelor's in two and a half years. Nice. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a hustle. Um, I was doing like six and seven classes a quarter. And at the same time, I... I started a, a clothing uh, apparel company. I, I did photography. I did um, fashion shows, makeup, music videos, movies. Like, I was in the entertainment industry, but on the backside of of the lens. Gotcha. So I, I, it just was normal for me to be in that hustle and being around people, and I really loved it. Like, really loved it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, you could tell by your personality, too, that, like, you know, it's just – I, I don't know. It's like the energy you put out that you're you're made for that. Oh, thank you. No, I'm just, I'm a happy person. Elise and I talk about this all the time because I'm just I'm always glass glass half full versus glass half empty type of person. So. I'm gonna need you to teach me how to be like that all the time. <laughs> um, I think it's because I get a lot of sleep. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we talked about that. I we won't hold that sleep. against you. Um, yes. I'll, I'll count my 15 hours of sleep Friday afternoon into Saturday morning after the whole 16 hour, you know, like 16 work hour shift. work shift ordeal, security, whatever, former president, yada, 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 all that fun stuff we talked about. But yeah, I don't, I won't count that. But man, like this is, this is really why I like not coming in with a planned set of questions because yeah. you just fed me so many things that I want to dive into uh, from what you just explained there. And the first one is, you know, like when you move to Arizona and you're branching out on your own, granted, you know, you're almost 30 at that point. What is it like for you to move away from where you've got your roots put down and just start somewhere new and then start networking, hustling and making everything expand from there? Oh, my God. I I was scared. I'm not going to lie. I was scared shitless. But the first thing I did was um, I signed up to volunteer with um, a domestic violence oh, charity. Wow. And so, um, because I didn't really have a job at that point, mm -hmm. I, I think um, I, I was living off of my savings. I had just moved. And so I thought, well, I don't know anybody, but I'm not, how am I going to meet people if I'm not actually getting out of the house? Right. So I volunteered and um, with a, it was like a, a, a local salon needed volunteers for domestic violence survivors, and mm -hmm. I went in, and I was just, you know, I was greeting, and I met other volunteers that were really into 
um, being being advocates like that. So I it, that's how you start making friends is you yep. just find people that you like doing things with together. And then Absolutely. I started art school. And of course, and I was around my fellow nerds. And, <laughs> and then I was like, you know, a fish in a pond with made out of just the best water ever. So I Absolutely. was like literally thriving in my environment. You know, we were talking about your you finding English things to that are butchered, you know, oh, scripts yeah. that have terrible punctuation. <laughs> Still book me for your jobs, please. Yes. <laughs> Still book you for your jobs. But you know, punctuation drives you nuts. Mm-hmm. Bad makeup and bad graphic design layout totally bug me too. So understandable. You know, I was I was like, oh my God, I'm around all these nerds that like to play video games and do voices and movies and like I literally was like, oh yeah, you know, like it recharges okay. the battery. <laughs> it totally does. I was like, like saying, you know, yes. saying in, in my element over there. I love so, it. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, you just gotta, as a nerd, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable, most comfortable being inside my house, you know, in sweats. So it's kind of like challenging yourself to get up and get out and do things that you typically wouldn't normally do. Like, Absolutely. For me, it's a good day if I get out of my house. That's kind of why I have a dog is because my dog has to go out at least four times Fair a day. point, yeah. <laughs> and we talked about that too. Yep, you know? got the my schedule down, got the schedule yep. down. <laughs> She's a regular pooper. <laughs> Ugh, now, if mine would just stop scratching at the door whenever he wants to go in or out, that would be fantastic. But, I mean, I guess at least we're not cleaning up accidents. So Yeah, absolutely. You should do um, bell training. Have you heard of that? Oh, man. I It sounds familiar, but I I don't think I have. So I got some like some of those bells that they put on doors yeah. around Christmas time, and I, I tied it into a string, and the, the bells just hang from the doorknob. Mm-hmm. So my, my dog hits it with her little nose when she has to go potty. Oh, nice. Oh, that okay. is genius. That yeah. is genius. Kitties are smart, I tell you. Now, I feel like mine might try to eat it, but I'll give it a shot and see. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> but getting uh, getting back on the serious topic, though, like something you said right there is when you got around your, your fellow nerds, you were around your people in a pond with other fishes and the best water. When you weren't in that kind of scenario leading up to it, you know, you mentioned working retail, you mentioned doing everything else and being jealous of, you know, like people that you went to high school with that were getting these doctorates and these master's degrees and everything. What was it like to, you know, go from not having that sense of fulfillment and like, were you aware of what that was at that time or what you wanted to be doing? And then like, when you finally find that, what is it like when that switch flips and you're just completely re-energized? Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Well, to hit on your first question, it was um, it was scary. You know, it's it's, it anytime you grow or force yourself to grow by stepping out of the, you know, out of the box, you're you're really challenging yourself to to grow at that point. And so every time I left the house, I would, you know, do a little high five inside and be like, yeah, inside. I'm, I'm really like shitting bricks because I have crazy anxiety when I come to meeting new people, you mm-hmm. know, don't let the, the happiness and, and excitement always, you know, we we're really good at putting masks on, you Absolutely. know, actors. So, um, 
yeah, so I, it was, it was hard, but I, I, my mom has always been a huge, um, like mirror almost to, to kind of help me sit there and self-reflect. And I know not everyone has a, a great relationship with their mom, but you know, always find somebody that is good at giving you good feedback, right? you know, and helping you take a good look at inside internal and at the time I was so unhappy I was in a, a terrible relationship I was you know in a, an abusive relationship mm. at the time yeah terrible Ugh. and it, most people even look at me now and they're like I can't believe poor Ray would allow that shit to happen you right know? right because <laughs> I'm, I'm such a a, a a badass now and so it's just you know it, it that's definitely I've done a 180 since then I've stepped out of my shell absolutely never I, I never would have known no, most people don't. And it's, you know, I, I don't tell people I'm a victim. I'm I'm a survivor. Yeah. And it's made me stronger. It's made me realize the types of relationships I will and will not put up with. And also it teaches you to value yourself. Absolutely. You know? And that's when I started to learn how to put myself first and not feel selfish doing it. Yep. And that's, that's actually something I, I want to talk about now too because – like I said, I don't come in here with a planned set of questions, but that just gave me one that I'd be an idiot not to talk about. But, you know, like when you when you have that kind of situation and you do break away from it and you do learn the value of, you know, like valuing yourself and putting yourself first, what is it like and how do you process it because you know in that time that whether it's your, you know, abuser or friends that like to have you kind of like under their thumb or however you want to say it. When you start getting quote unquote selfish and putting yourself first, and these people start, you know, like trying to guilt you for it, or they start falling off, how do you process and deal with that? Oh, you cry because it is it is personal. Um, it, it's hard not to for it to be personal because they, you know, anytime that someone is unhappy in their own lives, they want to keep others down. Yep. As well, you know, and I I learned that the hard way, and so for me. I try and be that that friend that I'm always excited when somebody has a success. I'm yeah. always excited when you know, <laughs> this was me as a little kid too. I'm like, oh my god, so and so got a new Nintendo system, and I'm like, you know, that was exciting for yeah. me. I I didn't get it, but you know, they did, and they got a new game. Like I just I've I've just always, if you're happy for other people, you can be happy for yourself. Yes. you know, and it, it's um, my mom always told me to treat other people the way you want to be treated. It's such a simple rule of thumb to live by, but at the same time, it's like, it seems so hard for some Yeah, people. the simple stuff is always the hardest thing to actually yes. do, which yes. makes no, it's the biggest <laughs> conundrum the world has ever known, but it's, it's so true though. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So I, I, I basically just, I cried. I, I told my mom I was, I was scared shitless to leave. Seattle, you know, a place I had been super secure in and living mm -hmm. and, you know, cause I'm an only child. Yeah. So, and I, my parents had me super young. So it's like, we all grew up together. Right. Well, I <laughs> know that. I know that all too well. <laughs> they, um, you know, like we, we all grew up together and these are like my best friends and I, I was leaving my security blankets behind. Right. And moving right. To a, a, a city and a state that I knew nobody in, but it was literally the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Like literally the best thing I could have ever done. For Absolutely. Myself. So, um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, it's like figure out 
in small stages what it is that you want in life because what you want is not and it's okay if it's entirely different from what other people want because absolutely it's your life yes (laughs) and there's only there's only one you i mean like we say it in acting we say it in in voiceover in everything there is only one person that brings all of your unique qualities to the table and that's you yes absolutely and if you know and that's the thing it's like so many actors are so um competitive and it's because they're not secure in their own own talents and their own personality traits that they can't they can't be happy for other people but it's like i've noticed the voice acting industry has been so welcoming because oh yeah we do like we can only change our voice so much higher and so much lower like you know imagine you and i competing for the same yeah. Voice overall. <laughs> and I mean, let's let's be honest too. We also have to realize that like let's let's say that it comes down to me and you for something and that casting director may still not know what they even want for that voice and they may not even hear it in one of us and go a completely different direction, but that doesn't mean that we're bad. That doesn't nope. mean that we're terrible and that's like the voice acting community has been so welcoming and so like I'm coming up yes. on two years now and you know it's just like coming from all the wrestling background still being in that where it's just like you know competing backstabbing stepping over so and so to get to the next level and then you know falling back below them and like coming away from all that and being in this world it was like again you know like the simple things of treating others how you want to be treated it was a hard pill to swallow and it shouldn't have been, but it's so true. Yeah, it did. Life, life doesn't have to be so difficult, right? Like I just, it just be nice and treat others the way you want to be treated. Yep, and I know, oof, <laughs> preach it again. <laughs> preach. That's it. I mean, that that's it to a T. And then, like I, something else too. Um, you know, again, like talking about comparing yourself to others, especially with everything you've done to start your own business. And, you know, all the hard work you've put in, we live in a world where it's glorified to overwork yourself, to be tired, to work more than 40 hours a week, you know, maybe live paycheck to paycheck, whatever it is. When you get into that habit just to get your dream going, when you finally achieve that dream and the business starts happening and you can set those lower hours, is it hard for you to flip that switch off and, you know, prioritize everything? How did you go through that? Yes. Um, Like, undoubtedly. Yes, 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 yes to all of that. Um, it, it was hard, you know, because I, being in Phoenix, and, and I even, I'll even share this information with you. I Being in Phoenix, I was, you know, doing, I was probably freelancing about 60 hours a week and going to school. Oof. Yeah. Golly. I, I thought my I was, college schedule was hard. <laughs> and I wasn't getting paid for most of the jobs <sighs> I was doing because I was so adamant to about building my portfolio because when I graduated I wanted I knew what I wanted yeah and so um you know life life isn't always rainbows and sunshine and so um (laughs) I survived off a lot of um uh energy drinks oh yeah vodka (laughs) what not Jaeger I mean what anyway no not Jaeger (laughs) I'm not a fan of Jaeger um that's a whole other you know you're no longer welcome on this show (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh but no I I, I know it all too well though I mean you you don't get a lot of sleep you you just move and move and move if you get an hour or two maybe you're lucky but you've got caffeine you've got alcohol and you just make it happen 
Now you, yes, you regret it 10 years later, however many years later in my case, but, oh, God, all that sleep's still trying to catch up with you. But, I mean, it's what you do. <laughs> it's exactly it. You do, and at the time, I was in my 20s, so I I was eating like crap. I was drinking crap. I was just, but I was doing a lot, and I became addicted to achieving my goals. Oh, yeah. So I, I and that, that alone is like, it's, you know, it's like anytime you start to lose weight or you start putting muscle on or you get anytime you get that endorphin rush and that that became a new addiction for me. Um, so I kind of replaced, uh, you know, like shopping habits and um, <laughs> stopped smoking weed and started Ooh. doing like. I, I know, I know, but, you know, nobody wanted to ad- to advertise that stuff back in, you know. Right, right, right. Thousands. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. What? <laughs> I heard nothing anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's taking that, and I'll, I'll share this too. Um, I started reading The Secret. It's such a cheesy book, but it's so good. Right, right. And it really helped change the way I, I thought about things. Like, instead of saying, someday I'm going to to do this, X, Y, and Z, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, someday, it's, I'm going to do this. And so I, that became my new motto and way of living is, I'm going to become a, a professional makeup artist. I'm going to become a photographer. I'm going to become... A, a graphic designer I'm going to I'm going to start my own business and I did and so after I started realizing oh my gosh mind over matter is so much more important and stronger than most people realize that yeah I can do anything because I had gone from not doing anything and oh someday I'm gonna do this someday I'm gonna do this to actually doing it in yep. such a short amount of time that I was like oh my god I can do this and I can help other people do this. Absolutely. So so that's kind of, you know, where I'm at. And so I worked, you know, starting my businesses. I was, I used to do it for really cheap and sometimes free, Mm -hmm. but, and I'd still work retail. I, you know, I've, I may or may not have gone back to the body shop and 24 hour fitness to work the front desk and be an assistant manager quite yeah. a few times just to, you know, to, to pay the to bills. Make ends. Exactly. To pay the bills. You do what you have to do to, mm-hmm. to, to make your dream work. And so for the first, I'd say, you know, in, in, in school, they teach you this, that anytime you're building a brand, you know, be it yourself, you know, Flynn Hendricks or whatever, it takes three to four years to build that brand. Yep. And if you're still able to keep that brand going, as is, then you've done a great job. So Absolutely. I was like, okay, I only have to do this for three to four years. So I was working two to three jobs. I was freelancing for makeup companies. I was going downtown and, you know, reading books and studying up on this so I could do this and, you know, just spread super thin. <laughs> Did know too it all much too well. Time. Yeah, but it, it paid off really well. And so when I started getting so busy with my tattoo studio and doing art and, you know, freelance stuff for that. I was like, Oh my God, like, what do I do? You know, yeah. COVID really helped me to, to figure that out. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm so used to having another job on top of this. Not because I needed the money at that point. It was more of a, a, a gratification for getting, you know, 
satiated for, for yeah. my need to, to fulfill things. And so I was like, oh, my God, it made me take a step back and realize I don't have to work two jobs anymore. And I kind of cried then, too, because, you know, I'm an As you should, yeah. I'm emotional. <laughs> I cry for everything. <laughs> my dog rang the bell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I get it though. I get it. I mean, like yes. it, it's a, a rewarding feeling, and it's it's a yeah. it's amazing. It's an endorphin rush. It is, and it's crazy. It's so crazy because you know, oh my god, I still I still freak out because I should I feel like I should be looking for a part time job because there's so many places that are hiring. Yeah, they're paying tons of money, and I'm like, I don't I don't have time for this. Like, <laughs> it's mm -mm. like so now I only work 25 to 30 hours a week. Oh, and, that's you know, the dream. But keep in mind, I put in a crap ton of hours oh, yeah. for the first five years. You know, I'm in year six now, and I'm kind of taking a break, but I'm opening up a new studio. I saw that. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. And I, I'm just, I'm prepared to have to, to go through that whole three to four year cycle again. Because Absolutely. It's it's a new location. It's I'm going to be offering new services, and, um, you know, it's, I'm preparing for the worst. Yep. But hoping for the best you know <laughs> so <laughs> absolutely so like w with the tattooing thing too um because you know like you mentioned everything else you did you know like makeup everything else working at the gym what made you want to become a tattoo artist um i was kind of forced into it oh really so Yes. <laughs> my best friend, um, Eric, you know, I always post about him on Yep, on I think he's media. got that sweet collection of uh, hot toys as well. Yes, you should add him. He is, he's hilarious. Oh, my God. So Eric and I met um, and, at the gym, and we became really good friends because we, we were both, both born in the same year, 1982. We both loved Nintendo, and, you know, we just, we've done everything the same. We were raised yeah. the same. Like, his... His family is literally the Filipino version of my family. Nice. You know, we're Hispanic. It's just, you know, Italians, Hispanics, Filipinos, we're all, like, over the top and, and tight extra. Knit. Yes, exact tight-knit, and that's, that's exactly it. So Eric and I became best friends, and at the time, I was working for a company down in downtown Seattle mm -hmm. and, and taking the bus because traffic is horrendous here. Ooh. And Yeah. <laughs> Um, remind me what city you live in? Nashville, and it's pretty horrendous here too. So I was gonna say, yeah, I've heard, Ugh. I've heard Nashville. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan of traffic. So. <laughs> no. Um, ev like ever since this job, and you know specifically, I was like, oh my god, I always need to live within like a two mile radius of wherever I'm working. Yep. And so, um, <clears throat> so at the time, Eric was like, he was working for, I don't know if I can say, um, the very big. Uh, video game platform that's in Seattle. <laughs> you know, so, you you know, you know, you know. And so, um, they were kind of phasing out his department, and mm. he at the time he was like, "Well, do I want to switch departments and start a new job, or do I want to take the severance package and work on my dream?" And so his dream was to open up a tattoo studio. Nice. Yeah, and so I was like. Do what you dream. You have this opportunity. If it doesn't work out, you can always do something else, yep. right? Like, it's it's life is about failures, and you know I'm always brought back to Michael Jordan, who 
talks about how many times he failed before he actually succeeded. And but we always remember his successes. We don't Absolutely. remember his failures. So I was like, you know, start the tattoo studio. And he's like, well, will you do it with me? Because you, you know, you started your business. And so I, I kind of jumped on board with that. And so, long story short, our we hired, we found a tattoo artist that has was working on a master's in art education because mm-hmm. she wanted to be a, a college art instructor, which I think is fantastic because I loved my art teachers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she actually was a roller roller derby uh, roller derby gal, and she broke her wrist. Oh. In, der- in derby, I know, because you, you have to think like, how hard are you pushing around, and are you getting pushed around to get your ass kicked to the point where you break your wrist, your oh. tattooing wrist at that? Not God. even just like <laughs> that hurts to think about. Oh, exactly, Lord, and you're, man. You're, in, you're in you're in wrestling, so yes. you understand like that physical contact and the for- the amount of force it takes to I'll, actually do that i'll keep my concussions and broken fingers and broken toes over here you can keep your broken wrist like uh-uh i've and so knock on wood I'm, I'm knocking on my wood now i've never broken any bones before unless it was like like i've had like surgeries and yeah. those were specifically broken for that surgery but right right nev- never from an accident thank god knock lucky on wood. yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very clumsy so this is actually quite surprising um and so, you know, she, <clears throat> I told her, I was like, oh my God, what are we doing? She was like our greatest source of income because I was doing graphic design. I was doing marketing. I was doing photography. I was doing makeup. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't, doesn't bring in the same amount of income as tattoos. If you've ever gotten a tattoo before, oh boy. you, you know that it's not cheap. Especially if you want a quality one. Exactly. Exactly. And so I was like, well, crap, you know, <laughs> one at the time I was super afraid of needles Two, blood is disgusting. Very true. Being near people is, you know, I'm I'm already dealing with anxiety and having to be around people. And so that was, that was, it was hard. It was really hard. And so my dad and I actually sat down and he told me, he was like, well, let's, let's, you know, he's, he's an engineer. So he kind of does things. Let's write this out and figure out your pluses and your minuses. So my all, the only minuses I had were blood and (laughs) being close to people and it's like okay so there was way more positives and so I started tattooing and I I I remember trying the fake skin and I'm like is this what real skin feels like and she's like no we tried oranges we tried chicken we tried tattooing cheese we tried like I tried everything yeah it's gross and it smells and so finally it got to the point where I was like what do you think is the most realistic she's like you're gonna have to tattoo on real skin but good luck trying to find somebody to volunteer to do that for you let's go to the morgue (laughs) (laughs) so I got on Facebook and I was like okay guys I'm learning how to tattoo and I need I need like 10, 15 people. If I fuck it up, I promise I will make it so much better after I've gotten really good. And I had like 60 people message me. Wow. I know. Well, let me let me rewind a little bit. I was I've been in art classes since I was little. Yeah. Because that's how I was I was an, a dancer and an artist because that's how I got through childhood trauma. That's how mm-hmm. I got through 
high school. High school sucked, you know? Like, I, people are always like, oh, I loved high school. And I'm like, I just remember not wanting to go, being so nauseous that I just didn't want to deal with the girls who were just not super nice, but they were, like, passive-aggressive. Yeah. And so, you know, just high school was not, like, the best experience for me. So Understandable. You know. Then they're done nerd. that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a nerd. So this, you know, this is the, the social anxiety has always been real. So yep. art and um, dance were always my, my, my forte and my way of escaping with the, the addition to like watching anime and video games and all those different things. So, um, so I, I, all these, all these people were friends of mine from high school who, knew that I had been working on art and was in advanced art classes and knew I had an art degree. So they all had this faith in me that I, this blind faith in me that I didn't even realize that I had. Yeah. So I, so my, my really good friend Dawn, she had just lost her, her fiance at the time Mm. to, to suicide. Unfortunately, I know it's, it's and this, this story is actually on my, my tattoo website and I, I, it's been there for the last six years because it is so incredibly special to me. I'll make sure we link it too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that would be cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, So my, my very, very first time tattooing, I was shaking because one, I'm already emotional Mm -hmm. from the reason for this tattoo. Of course. And also her, her daughter's father, they were, um, Mm. you know, they just had a baby like weeks before and so yes it was heartbreaking so um the tattoo is you know the the first couple of lines I did were incredibly shaky because I'm I've got this vibrating thing and you know I'm I'm already emotional and I'm an emotional person this person is super close to me and we're doing this really important piece and after I did it, like, it just, it felt natural. Like, once you got used to that that medium, if you're an artist, just getting used to the medium and being able to transfer it, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what the hell? So I actually really enjoyed it. And so my very, 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 very first tattoo on skin is on my website as my opening, you know, page. Nice. It's a, a suicide awareness um, tattered butterfly with, with watercolor because it is so incredibly special and i'm so honored even to this day when people course, pick yeah. me to do their their first tattoos their you know anytime they come to me to do anything it's you know a huge 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 deal for me because i i do understand how incredibly important tattoos are mm-hmm. to most people i mean don't get me wrong i have a bunch of pieces that are like <laughs> flash art and have zero meaning or right right know. but i do also like you know you can see my my grandma's on my yep. arm. Oh, wow. Went, yeah, I know. The girl that did this is amazing. So, I mean, it's literally like looking at a photograph. It yeah, she did. It That's looked exactly amazing. like my grandma. Um so, you know, my grandma passed away mm-hmm. to cancer and so we Sorry um, to hear that. My, oh god, that and that's a whole other issue, you know, like I'm a huge advocate for for cancer, for, oh, yeah. for dogs, for homeless dogs, for domestic violence, like I you know, I want to say the world. <laughs> All the things the world shouldn't have to deal with, but unfortunately does. Exactly. So, so anyway, um, I, I do know how important tattoos are to people, and I, I take that very seriously. So I've I've been very um, blessed in the fact that that um, you know my business is just, and I don't even have. I've been working out of like one of like a 
I started off in Phoenix salon suites. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Mm. Um, they're like, uh, they're like, it's like a hair salon, but they offer, they rent out a hundred square foot spaces. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is it kind of similar so, to like what they have in Better Call Saul where he rents out a space from the salon? Yes. And, okay. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like that. And I had done that for the first five years and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's affordable. It's a great way to be able to start your own business. So I always tell people, you know, you make things work. Absolutely. You you know, like it's not the ideal place. Um, Eric lost the love for, for customers. (laughs) People are very, um, uh, I don't know if you've ever worked customer service. Oh, too many times. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) It's, it's their way or no way. Even if they're wrong, they want you to make it right. Exactly. The customer's yes, not always right. I hate to, to break it to everybody, but yes, it is, yes. it's the world we're in. It, exactly. And so um, Eric Eric used to take things very personally, and I, I've worked it long enough that it's like, this isn't personal. You're not a well person. You're angry. Like, I, I understood where most of people's yeah. angers came from. And so, you know, I, he kind of was like, at the time, like, I kind of don't want to do this anymore. He wasn't happy, so... I took everything, he sold everything to me, and I, I took it on by myself, nice. and that, that was scary. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. I don't doubt it. Yeah, and that, so that was scary, but, um, you know, if it wasn't for Eric, I, I wouldn't be in, in voice acting, because he's the one that personally reached out to Elise. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he, he... Man, he, taking my questions, I like it. I know, like talk about best friends, right? Right, like, right. He re- he literally is my best, best, best friend. Like he, I when I got signed with my agency, he was like, "What?" <laughs> like he threw a rager in the living room. The dogs got drunk. Everybody celebrated. It was a fun time. <laughs> and he's Filipino, so he can't handle alcohol at oh, all. God. <laughs> he got that oh, Asian flush. Yeah, fun times. So, yeah, so you know, you it's always good to have at least that one person. Absolutely. Family or not that is on your side. And so it it helps, you know, because I'm my own fan, but I also have, you know, my best friend that here is he's cheering me on and Oh yeah. You know, that that always helps. So get yourself a good fan club and <laughs> and hold on tight. And hold on tight, and you can do anything you want to, yeah. Absolutely. And, like, so that, that leads me into my next question of where voice acting came into it. Like, obviously, he reached out to Elise, so my, my two questions are, one, was that something that you had even considered pursuing? And then, two, were you familiar with who she is and what she's done, you know, like, in the industry up until that point? Like, walk me through all that. Okay, so um, Eric and I love nerd conventions. Yes. And so... When I get really excited, my voice gets very high pitched, and so I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like freaking out and doing all these things, and I never even thought that it was something because I I grew up always in music and singing, and mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. You know, I, I I knew I loved cartoons, and I thought, well, maybe someday I'll try it because I I I learned in second grade that nancy cartwright did the voice of bart simpson right and that's a mind-blowing thing when you're a child <laughs> to figure a out mind- a girl exactly. does a boy's voice what exactly yes exactly and i ever since then i've been super fascinated by by the voice industry so mm-hmm. um there was a netflix 
production, I think, and it was who's who's behind the voice. Oh yeah, Whose yeah, voice yeah. Is that? It was so cool, and I after that I was like super like kind of jazzed about. I'm like, oh, maybe right. I should really. So, I. I had been saying for I'm like I just need to get a demo I just need to get a demo and I just didn't know where to start and so every time we'd go to nerd conventions I'd get really excited somebody would hear me um Funimation would always be like hey have you considered voice acting and I'm like funny you would say that and so I just I didn't know where to start and so Eric followed Elise Elise's anim, anime anime adventures yes thank yeah. you and um and so he was like, hey, this 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 lady is amazing. I follow her. She was in Dragon Ball GT, and she start, she's offering voice classes. So I, this was this last summer, so about a year ago. Yep. And I was like, oh. So I was like, uh. I had been – we were in New Mexico because my – you know, dealing with some of my grandma's passings. Mm-hmm. And – getting her house cleaned and so we right were, right i mean we're we're spanish so we like to drink and so as I all some... as all wise adults do <laughs> and i had i had liquid courage so i messaged elise and i was like you know i didn't think she would write back but she wrote back really quickly yeah okay same experience for me i'm like i'm not i'm just expecting this to sit on scent not even get yes. looked at but hey i tried oh no exactly. oh no oh no exactly and you know, like, so she messaged me and then she didn't get back to me for a little bit. So Eric followed up on my behalf because I was oh, like, oh, snap. Oh, Elisa's one. I know Elisa's a busy person. Oh, now, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I know this now. Um, but two, it's like I was, you know, kind of like, oh, maybe she's not interested. And kind of, you know, your self-doubts start to play in mm-hmm. at that time. And so, you know, finally push came to shove and she got back in connection with me and she's like p.s you know your your best friend is a huge fan of yours like 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 i knew that already what (laughs) what so um i started her voice classes and i i was very quiet at first and elite poor elise was like you know Corey, do you want to you know you want to participate and i'm like no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I did want to participate, but the first class, first two classes, I just watched. Yeah. Because I wanted to, to kind of get a feeling for, I've just always done that in new situations. You, you sit back and observe, it. you take in the scenery. Absolutely. I've actually been told that I'm, I may or may not be um, autistic because of this. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I wouldn't I'm, know. I'm, I know it's, I didn't know it either, but apparently it's a thing that, um, you know, a lot of women do that, that, that are on the spectrum. Interesting. um, Yeah, I know. It's super, the mind is crazy. Yeah. Personalities are crazy. Um, Humans are crazy, but anyway. Humans are crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, the humans are amazing. Like the human body is quite amazing. So, um, I'm sitting there, I'm observing, and then I was like, you know, trying to get into the flow and Elise, you know, just, she's so welcoming and so Mm -hmm. nice that you can't help but like, feel comfortable and relaxed in her group class yeah so i send everybody to take her group class like even if you just wanted to try public speaking it's a great it's a great way to get started you know um even if you don't want to do voice acting you just just want to take a fun class it's a great class to take because she is 
so fantastic. She she works with the class as a whole and whatever that class needs as, as a group, which I thought was really very interesting. But um, I finished that in December and then I was like, well, I want more. <laughs> so more. I, paid for I want more. <laughs> I paid for um, private lessons and she she coached me into my demos. Yes. And so at, at the beginning of April, I I recorded my first demos and oh my god, I was hooked because it just it was natural to me and it just it was literally like I walked out of the studio on like cloud nine. Yeah, it's an exhilarating feeling. I I wish I could say yes. the same thing about my commercial demo, but I also was stung by a bee and my foot was swollen and I was having an allergic reaction, so not so much. But those character demos are an exhilarating thing because you get to have so much fun doing that and just exploring your own ranges and what you're capable of. Like, you already have an idea going in, but when somebody like Elise that's so good at, you know, like, finding a different way to pull it out and, you know, just try it this way or pretend you're talking to this person... And then you get something you never thought of. And it's just like, it's the magical, magical part of having a good coach because it takes you to that next level. And then Absolutely. you've got something in your back pocket you can use from here on out. Absolutely. Um, Elise is like my best kept secret. But um, actually, it was uh, Roy and Renee from Dallas Audio Post that, mm -hmm. that took, um, they kind of, because they were like, Elise, do you want to do this? And she was like, no. I want to see what you can do with her. And so they actually took over my recordings. And, nice. And, like, I got my, my demos back. I've gotten so many compliments from agencies that were like, holy crap, these are really good. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, I didn't – they weren't that expensive, you know, for the, yeah. for what I'm, I plan on using them for and for, you know, the pay that you get for, for picking up jobs. Yep. It's totally worth it. So Absolutely. I paid the money to, to fly down to Dallas from Seattle because I didn't know anybody in this area. I still don't know a whole lot of people in the Seattle right. area. So I, I'm i like, why not just, one, I get to meet Elise in person. Which and... I still haven't done yet, but what? hopefully we're, no, I still haven't. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that our first time will be a combo live show because that's something we've talked about. But no, it still hasn't happened yet, and... As we're recording, there may be something coming up in Dallas that her, Rick, and my improv teacher, Jonathan, may be doing together. So I oh may God. try and fly out for that and then fly back the same day. But that's, uh, it all just depends. It, it's yeah. life and adulting. We'll see what happens. Yes. She actually, well, so Elise and I had dinner after my recordings because I was so honored that she <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of you again i'm angry i'm comparing myself shame <laughs> don't compare yourself <laughs> um i she she chose to come out with me and um you know i i just felt so incredibly grateful for her time of course and her commitment to me as a student that i i just and I, I couldn't get enough of her like i literally just wanted to just sit in her presence you know, it's, I didn't know how amazing she was before because I, I wasn't, I'm honestly, I'm not a Dragon Ball fan because. Shame again. So I was a teenager at the time and I was into NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Don't judge me. I'm, I'm um, into them now, but anyway, different story. <laughs> so that's what I was into when Dragon Ball came out. Fair know? enough, fair enough. Um, 
so I, I never really got into that show, but, um, you know, I knew of it. I knew yeah. the characters of it. And so for her to be linked to Dragon Ball anything, I mean, how you can't live in our society and not know of Dragon Ball something. Yeah, what know? wasn't cool then is, like, super pop culture now, and everybody exactly. wants a piece of it. Exactly. And so I I, I was so honored that, um, you know, she had, she had come out. And so she spoke very highly of you, and she... You know, she, yeah, she was like, so she, she told me the story. Apparently you texted her when we were in our web, our web class or. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you were like, Claray, you know, this person. She was like, yeah. And I was like, you need to, you need to get back to your webinar. Like, shouldn't you be paying attention? I was at that point, I was using it as an excuse to not let the nerves and anxiety build up to me being one of the last people in that class that had to perform like two and a half hours into it but um, i mean i was i was the first one yeah so i know <laughs> i was like you got to do it and get it out of the way i'm sitting here waiting waiting and like watching ah, why don't compare yourself don't compare yourself don't compare um, exactly it is so hard to do those it is because everyone is so good like Holy cow. I'm glad I went first because I had the least experience out of everybody. Wouldn't have known, so, though. Wouldn't have known. Oh, bless your heart. You're so sweet. I just kind of, and you know, I think my voice was so incredibly pitchy and high during that. You know, I'm very self-aware. But for your character, it worked. It worked? Thank God. Yeah, I mean, you were you were kind of playing like a younger kid character. Yeah, I and I can do that. Like, it's it's crazy. I can I can get really high. And I can get really low, like, um, you know, I just, I've had, I've had friends who are musicians who are like, will you do the whisper voice for us? And I'm like, ew. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I eat steak. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I, I had to because it's like, well, one, like I mentioned in the introduction, you mentioned her, and then it's like, Okay, cool. Like you clearly knocked it out of the park, so I have to brag for a minute. So like, it was it was cool to see. You did awesome too. Well, like, thank you. I paid you to say I, that too. Don't tell anybody. No. Oh my God. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like I tell Elise. Just say thank you because <laughs> I'm complimenting you. You did not have to pay me to say this. <laughs> thank you. I'm. You know. I'll be honest with you. I don't say anything unless I mean it. So. I appreciate I, I, that. I know, but it's always hard to take compliments. It is. It really is. Yeah, it's hard. And that always that is a, a sign of a humble person. Did you know that? Uh, so I've been told. So I've been told, <laughs> but then it's, oh, you're too humble. No. No, 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 no. It's and you know, just it's it's one thing I've I've learned to do is I don't I don't want to. I don't want to be a, an asshole and be like, no, I'm not, or sit there and argue with right, somebody. Right, right. Because it's like they're, you know, they're clearly complimenting you. But yeah, just say, just smile and say thank you, even if you don't believe it. Absolutely. So. <laughs> but thank you. I mean, seriously, thank you. And then, like, it's it just it's so cool to see though, like the success that you know, like not only fellow students but friends are having coming from her tutelage too, because you know, like you got an agent uh, from you know, after your tutelage with her. And then I, same with me, I got two new agents after the fact. Of course, you got an on-screen agent, which I still need to work on doing, but like, that's, that's kick-ass. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, it, my, oh my God. So that one was a total freak accident because I was Googling 
uh, agencies in the Seattle area. Yeah. Re- reached out to them on Instagram. We oh, wow. forever to respond on Instagram, so that was definitely not a good idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they actually were like, hey, you know, submit, you know, send, send us your information and we'll, we'd love to have you do a self-tape. And I was like, is this for voice acting or on camera? And they were like, for both. And I was like, well what the hell yeah so um I, I i hate being on camera to be honest with you like i'm i it goes back to my my social anxiety and understandable so um you know i elise told me she's like you should be on camera you're you're hilarious and you know it's i'm like well thank you you know that that that, that means a lot to me coming from her so of course she was she was telling me hey you should do on camera work I was like, well, okay, you know, like, I'll, I'll try it. And so... Um, the old college try. The old college try. Yeah, I half-assed that one, and I ended up landing the agent, so... <laughs> and that's the way of the world. That's how it works. Absolutely. And so, actually, I just, um, I got my first callback for a commercial. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. I was more excited about that than, you know, I didn't book the, the, the actual job, but it's huge to get a callback, you know, yes. that means, I'm doing, and that that's, means I'm doing something right. That's part of the job itself right there. Then the actual gig is the fun part, but I mean, like you're, you're already putting the work in and you're already seeing results. So that's awesome. I know I need to, I need to, I need to find out who you are actually signed with because I need to, I need to look and I'm looking in Portland, Dallas, Los Angeles, but I wouldn't even know who to think of on the East Coast. I will, uh, I will send you a list off air because uh, this is something that Elise actually helped me with. So oh, cool. I, I got she you covered on that one. I've Thank got you covered because I'm still, I'm still working on East Coast as well. I mean, like I've got L.A. and then somehow London is is in the mix somewhere, but That's you know, still cool. no Dallas, still no East Coast, still no Chicago, New York. So I'm, I'm still working on that too, but. I'm trying not to be the annoying guy that's going to go get the spam folder every time he goes. So yeah, we'll, we'll follow back up on that. Yeah, but yeah, I got you covered. Your, thank you. You're the best. Do you have an, like a separate um, email for voice acting? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, me too. Smart move. I, it's the one that I keep on top because my agent sends me auditions all the time. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's and that's the way it should be. A good agent yeah. should have that stuff coming in for you. Yeah, I have. I probably have about three a week, three or four a week. Not which is bad. Pretty good. Not um, bad, and it'll pick up from there too. So, I really, I'm really like I have been knocking on the doors of Disney and Funimation, Crunchyroll, oh, same. Bang Zoom, like crazy. Like I, 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 the minute we got, I got my demos, I sent them to Mommy Okada. Yep, same, same. She didn't, she didn't get back to me, but I will keep. Going. And that's that's the thing too. Like uh, a couple of my friends that were in that class too have been trying previously, and one of them, uh, you know, like he's been involved, and the other one now that they're actually both involved in the Yu-Gi-Oh franchise. Uh, Danny, previous both of them previous guests on this show, Danny and Jen Silverman. Um, you know, like they they've been involved in these bigger name franchises, and they still haven't heard back yet. Oh my and God. I my dialect coach works for Bang Zoom and is friends with mommy even gave me a letter you know of recommendation and i still haven't heard back so it's like eh, i'm just gonna wait and then i'll update you when i do some more cool stuff and yeah you know, it's just exactly. it, it's the long game and that's that's what drives yeah. a lot of people crazy but you just i gotta do yeah, what you gotta do 
exactly but this is this also goes back to you know also doing other things that you love at the same yes. time right like you know if you weren't involved in in having such a cool job and doing um you know wrestling and stuff you would you'd be sitting there like you know be sitting there till it's time to go to baseball or <laughs> getting trampled by a dog you know which not terrible but it, you there wouldn't be a sense of fulfillment because I wouldn't be recharging my batteries to bring my best self to everybody around me either. So it's the truth. You got to have things outside of these passions. Otherwise you will go insane and you will burn yourself out on it when you may be right on the cusp just because you put too much pressure on yourself or compared yourself to somebody that's not even running the same race as you. Exactly. It's a total mind game. It is a total mind game. And it's, you know, I, I wish people would talk more about, mental health just because you talk about mental health does not mean that you're crazy it does not mean that you you, there's anything wrong with you like bingo someone someone told me that i might be autistic and i was like you know that would make so much sense as to you know for a lot of a lot of my character personality traits because i i cannot sit in a room where there's too much noise going on same here I'll flip my switch. <laughs> it, okay, so I'm, I'm glad it's not just me, and it's something that's happened as I've gotten older, too, because, like, uh, I, sometimes I don't think, you know, my wife or my kids understand it, but, you know, there's a TV going. Uh, yes. My youngest son is cha- jabbering whatever he's trying to say. My oldest son is trying to tell me something, and I can't process it all, and I don't know no, if that's just no. a part of getting older or... No. It's, it's probably, who knows, like, and that's what I, I yeah. was actually reading, like, online, like eight out of ten people are actually on the spectrum somewhere, yep. and I was like, "Oh, maybe that's the normal." Like you know, being on the spectrum is absolutely not. So, and I mean, like, you know. I, there's uh, just speaking of people on the spectrum. He he's since passed away, unfortunately. But I mean, like, there's a wrestler I know that, or I knew that not only wrestled, but he had like three master's degrees, three doctorates. Oh he was in a band. He wrestled. He had an entire library in his house. This guy was an absolute genius, but he was a high functioning, you know, like high functioning on the spectrum. And you never would have known unless he told you it's. But the thing is, it's like I think these days people don't look at it as, you know, a, a quote unquote disability or differently abled, whatever it is. And they look at it as part of who you are as a person. And that's the way it should be. Absolutely. It's just, you know, and I, I even told my doctor because I was I, I had asked her if we could get. Um, get me tested and she was like nothing would change Chloe and I was like that's okay I said if I ever choose to have children biologically then I would know how to you know deal with them. absolutely and so and that that's ultimately like the biggest thing is like you know you want to create this this environment that's you know better than the one that maybe you had or, or didn't yep. have so the job of you. a parent <laughs> someday, I tell you, someday. Someday. Someday will come sooner than you know. Oh, God. The years fly by. I, you know. It I, really I, does. It really does. And, then, like, oh. speaking of flying by, like, this interview, we've gone for an hour. We just crossed the hour mark at this point. <laughs> and, like, I feel like we still haven't even scratched the surface. But since you made the offer earlier, I think you will be back on multiple times as long as we yes. can make it work. So yes, we're going to we're going to keep that in the back pocket but for the time being because I know you're excited to do this and it's something that you know it's kind of come up a little bit throughout the conversation before we hit record you're ready to ask some questions to me so I'm ready to flip the rolls a little bit flip the switch as you said a minute ago and 
put me in the guest seat, put you in the driver's seat, and let's let you take over. Cool. So I want to know about your wrestling. Oh, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. How'd you get started? In a seedy, rundown hotel that should have been condemned like 30 years ago, but just now got gutted and demolished in downtown Nashville. Um, It was literally run in the old buffet room of, it it was called the Stadium Inn, and I think Elvis may have even had a, a song or something about it, but it was literally, when you walk in this hotel, the first thing you see is prostitutes and drug dealers keep walking, like right there on the door. There, there's roaches, there's everything, but when you walk past that, there's uh, these two double doors, there's a wrestling ring that if you go to the top rope, you're touching the ceiling tiles and probably getting asbestos, AIDS, or whatever, you know, comes out of that place, but... Gonorrhea. <laughs> it, whatever you can think of probably lived in that building, but I mean, that's where it all started, and it all started because I was told to get in touch with a guy that was a year younger than me at the high school I graduated from. And he told me to go there when, you know, it's like another guy that's, you know, a WWE Hall of Famer that knows my family in Memphis said, I'll train you after college. But lo and behold, his friend has this school in Nashville. And the guy running the school was the first professional match for The Rock, for Kurt Angle, for all these people that were a who's who. And he said, well, if he's got a school and you've already graduated high school, you've got my blessing to go. And... That's where I got sucked into all of it and thankfully didn't catch anything in the process. Oh my God, that is crazy. (laughs) It's literally the starving artist lifestyle if you think about it. Oh, totally. Totally. Like, I I used to watch WWE and I loved it. My mom thought I was crazy because she's like, girls don't watch this. And I was like, this girl does. Clearly you're (laughs) wrong, mom. Clearly. Clearly. So did you ever like get into that like the, the combat type sports um with Um with, like... Man, see, okay, I, I cringe even saying this, but they may still be on YouTube, they may not. Uh but my friends and I in high school, you know, like we would wrestle, we would get the mattress pads mm-hmm. off the beds down in the basement and everything. We even had like my old karate and sparring gear with the with the gloves and the helmets and everything. We wouldn't use the helmets, but we would try and have, like, you know, UFC fights and everything, yes. too. And, you know, I walked out with a black eye. Another guy got hit below the belt. Like, a lot of different things happened that probably shouldn't have. And I think some of it may still be on YouTube. Um, I won't link it, but if you want to go find it, it probably won't be that hard to find. But, yeah, we tried that. But, you know, it's like with wrestling, you may get, you know, the occasional, like, live round or whatever it is. But... I, I don't think you could pay me to take a punch or p- take a knee to the face and then, you know, have surgery to correct a broken nose or whatever after the fact. Like, I just don't think you could pay me for that. How old were you? 18. So, yeah, I mean, when you're 18, you're you're doing crazy shit. You're invincible. Like, yeah, absolutely. And, and I remember having that mentality where yep. you I can do anything. It's, you know, like COVID. I could imagine if we were teenagers during the pandemic I, I it's not gonna happen to me nope mentality nope and sure won't then you get into your 30s and it's like oh my god it's oh totally god. gonna get me <laughs> i'm old i'm ancient <laughs> shut up i'm older than you so. yeah that still surprises me but <laughs> we won't talk about that <laughs> it's because i because I, I sleep all the time that's why <laughs> I'm giving you the resting. Okay. I'm I'm giving you my resting uh, stank face. But anyway, <laughs> I'll try not to talk about it too much. Um, oh, it's fine. It's fine. So 
I, I, I kind of want to know how, what it was like meeting the, um, the Mandalorian actors. Oh God. Okay. So that was a fun experience because, um, obviously Carl Weathers is Carl Weathers. He's a legend. Now in the star Wars world, everybody that was there complained because he wouldn't sign action figures. Oh, he doesn't have the clout to come to a Star Wars convention and charge three times as much if you want a figure. Okay, I'm not here because he was in Star Wars. That was cool, but yeah. this guy was Apollo Creed. This guy was yes, in Predator. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like he he's done so much other stuff, and it's like I don't care. And you know, like the fact is, like he actually stopped and talked to me more than he talked to some of these other people that were just complaining the whole time and. You know, obviously there, I'm, I've am i got the title that I'm carrying right now. It's in all the pictures except for one. Yep. And, you know, it's like, they're all like, oh, cool, let's get that in there. And, you know, like just to have that with him or have that with Tamara Morrison and Daniel Logan, who I met Daniel a few years ago here in Nashville, and then we were supposed to reconnect again at, you know, Star Wars Celebration, but COVID happened. Was supposed to meet, you know, Tim back in 2019, but he got pulled for an unknown project at that time which we now know what it was yeah and you know it's like <laughs> i wish it could have happened back then because it was about why you know half as half as much but the experience was still so cool because he was so personable and like the yes. energy level was there the entire time and all these people you know i was like the second person to meet uh john carlo esposito like on the first day of the convention and I he took him, time yes same he was like one of the main people i had to meet and it's like, he finds out you're an actor. He takes your card. He He's like, tell me what all you're doing right now. And it's like, when you run down what you're doing, he's like, okay. I'm not used to people asking me for advice. And they're already yes. this far into it. I'm like, say it again? What? Please? What? Exactly. Like, oh my God. I Can you get I... me hired? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it's, it's so cool. Yes. And then- yes. On a selfish level, because I'm not the tallest person, when you get in these pictures or you see them and they're like on your level, it's like, okay, these people aren't giants. There's hope for me yet. Exactly. And I tell people that all the time. Like it, you know, we're in, we're living in such a great time Mm -hmm. where, you know, you can be any size, any height, any shape, you know, and it's, it, it's all considered beautiful because it's exactly that is, that is real. And like my, my agent even told me, he's like, you know, it's real. Most people are not six two Amazons, you know, like, of course they're not. Like, (laughs) I'm like, who wakes up looking fan fucking tastic, you know? And so just to see that it's, it makes me so happy. And I tell Eric all the time because he's so funny. I'm like, you need to get into acting because he's, he's five, seven. But he's so damn funny, and he's a, he's a personality in himself. Or stand up you know, so comedy. I'm still trying to break into that, but you know, like, if oh you're if you're funny, or if you can tell a story, or keep people entertained, exactly, you can do something. Exactly. Who are your favorite comedians? Oh boy. Um, let's see. See this. I gotta go, I gotta go through the rolodex of it, but um, Norm Macdonald is one for sure. Oh my God! Yes. Adam Carolla. Yes. Will Ferrell, because that's the one that made me want to take, like, any kind of acting, period, especially <laughs> improv. Um, John Goodman, just for God's sake. And then... He's a great actor. You're you know, right. like, I could go on forever, but, like, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes. Jonathan Banks. Um, man, who else? Uh, Javier Bardem. Josh Brolin. Oh like, all these, all these guys are so good. 
And it's just like anything they're in, I want to see because I know they're going to be good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, I, speaking of which, have you seen Will Ferrell's Funny or Die skits? Oh, God, yes. Especially Pearl the <laughs> Landlord. Yes. Yes. And I think that was his daughter. It, I think it was his best friend, the guy that was sitting there. Yeah. Uh, roommate's daughter. Yes. And well, somebody's like, baby. Yeah. That is literally the best skit ever. She's like, you wait now, bitch. And it's like, what is it, 17 years later, it's still funny. The yes. numbers are still going up on it. Like, he is, I, I don't understand how people are not fans of him, but it's like, he's hilarious. He's timeless. He hilarious. And if, you, if you're not a fan of what he does on screen, just watch the bloopers because I don't see how anybody around him keeps a straight face through any of it. No, absolutely. You know, I, yes, any, I, I miss old SNL with like yes. Adam Sandler and Jimmy Fallon yeah. and Tina Fey, you know, Tina Fey is a huge inspiration for me. Oh, for sure. Like one, she's gorgeous. Two, she's funny as hell and she doesn't give a shit, you nope. know, what she looks like while she's acting. So, you know, I, that's, that's kind of who I, I like try to be like, you know, absolutely. Like, who do you try to be like? Who, who would you love to emulate? Oh, Lord. Um, it's probably not popular because, I, I, you know, a lot of people don't get the taste of it, but I would probably say Adam Carolla because for the most part... He's funny as shit. He's funny as shit, but he's also very dry and he very matter-of-fact. And if I'm talking to somebody, I'm pretty straight to the point. Yeah. Unless I'm trying on purpose to be funny. But I'm very dry, very sarcastic, and... Really, you know, people say I'm witty or I can do something off the cuff. And that that all comes back to, like, stuff he does. So, and also to podcasting. He's got, like, the original podcast. So, there you yeah. go. Yes, he's fantastic. I, uh, I, I have a college friend who may or may not have hot fantasies about him. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Hey, there is the cup of tea for everyone. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I won't judge. But if she does, no. if your friend gets to meet him, let me come along. Oh. That's all I ask. Do you want to watch? No. Because you would but probably lick his face and other parts, you know. I will shake his hand. I will get a bottle of his alcohol. Then I will leave the room after I leave him my business card. And I'll be so yeah, drunk I, I won't even notice the noises. Exactly. I have some crazy friends. Crazy fun friends. But that's what keeps it fun for everybody. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, one of my last questions for you is... All right. What's the funniest thing your kids have ever told you? And let me, let me, let me re-explain this because I find kids to be some of the funniest creatures ever. Like, why I don't have children myself is, it's because, you know, I'm so busy when I have to stop actually, you know... Have, have a baby but I think kids are so funny to me like anytime there's like a young character in in cartoons or you know Pearl the Landlord yeah hilarious because little kids just they just say and feel what they like and so I always like to hear like funny stories that you know maybe might be on the top of your head from your kids okay so I don't know if it's like maybe anything they've specifically told me but like it's just stuff that they do because um uh, like the other day at practice last week, um, my oldest son was running the third base. It's it's hotter than hell outside. Yeah. Um, 
his shoe comes untied, or his lace comes untied on his cleat. He's running to third. He makes it, but he trips. And as he trips, he like just rips ass and farts on his coach and crop dusts him on the way down. And it wasn't quiet, so you could hear it. But nobody like nobody was upset about it. Nobody was like embarrassed. It was just funny. And then it's like with my youngest too, like he's trying to do everything his older brother does. I have the same conversation until I'm blue in the face, red in the face, purple, you name it. It's like, he's going to want to do what you want to do. He's going to want to play with what you want to play with. Just let him play with it. He'll get tired of it. Then he'll go to the next. Every five minutes, it's the same thing. It's the same story. And every time my oldest says something, my youngest repeats it. And it's it's that little it's the garbled two year old talk where it you know what he's saying but it's not what he's really saying or he's in the thing right now where I got him swimming goggles for their little pool outside but he doesn't say he's got goggles he says I've got gobbles so gobbles. <laughs> you know it's like and he's running around naked just trying to get in the pool with his goggles on trying to be like his brother and do a belly flop over the side and he just throws his leg up and does that it's just. That it's just the stuff they do more than the stuff they say because it's so yeah. it's just it's kids. It's hilarious yeah. no matter what and it's stuff that's gonna be like the memories that you hold on to. Oh, you yes. know, even when you're old and senile, which wrestling, who knows when that's gonna happen to me, but you know. Next year, no big deal. Oh yeah. Well <laughs> God, birthdays in like what's today? Uh Nine days, eight days, whatever. As we're recording this, I'll be I'll be in a wheelchair in a home by next week. You know, no big deal. Not no at all. Deal. Not at all. <laughs> okay, so my very very last question is: What is the worst um, injury you have gotten from wrestling? Oh God! Oh God! Okay. Um, I'll just run them down. I'm gonna actually let you pick on this. Okay, so. I've had concussions. I've broken a toe just by taking a step in a ring, like before the match oh even started. Oh my god! Um, I've broken a finger and popped it back into place. And then I've uh, there was another time I, I won't name names, but I was in a match with somebody. Uh, we were both supposed to bleed. We had our instruments supposed to be safely procured so nobody got hurt. So-and-so's uh, instrument was not procured. He went to grab me by the leg. It comes loose. It slices me up the inside of my quadricep. I still have the scar. Completely oblivious to it. I'm wearing oh a white God. singlet, so I think it's his blood getting on me or the blood coming from my forehead. And it's like, okay, no big deal. I get back there, and I have, like, a Venus flytrap on my leg looking at me. But what do I do? Do I go to the hospital? No, I get no. super glue. So, oh my God. you know, it's like, that's that's what it is. But it's like, no big deal. At the time, too, like, you know, former guest on the show, uh, Duncan Brandon's like, you know, there's a femoral artery down there. Yeah. You know, I wasn't even thinking about that at the time. No. Your, your endorphins probably were just no. so sky high that you were just like, what is going on? I mean, it's like this last weekend taking like however many plastic chair shots to the back unexpectedly. Didn't feel a damn thing. Just heard it. But it's like, I, I need adrenaline in a bottle. I need it injected into me 24-7, please. But yeah, yeah I'm going to let you pick on which one of those is the worst. Oh my god. I 
that the the story you just told me like holy cow so it left a did you need stitches though did you oh i probably should have gotten i probably should have gotten stitches but um yeah i still have a scar yeah it's not as prevalent now but you can still see it jeez yeah um let's see what was that 2000 2009 2010 so about 12 13 years ago oh my god young and dumb yeah it's funny that you would say that because i'm like 2010 was only like a few years ago but really just just a few (laughs) it's a decade and a half almost yeah but yeah that's i think that would be you know the most prevalent one too but again it's all subjective did it hurt no that's that's the thing i didn't feel it i didn't feel it until after the fact now when it wore off and i was trying to keep everything glued together you know it's like ow Oh, oh God! You know, you of never course. Went, you never went to the doctor. No. Oh my God. Young dumb college me said that was not necessary. So. Oh my God. Those oh fifty dollar copays were not going to happen. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> and now I would wish for a fifty dollar copay. Oh. <laughs> the world oh. we live in. I know the world we live in. I. I wish for a $50 full gas tank as well. But that's I wish for a $20 full gas tank, but anyway. <laughs> like you said earlier, I'll keep crapping in one hand and wishing in the other and see what fills exactly. up first. Exactly. And my uncle told me that he, since I was little. Like, we would tell him, you know, that we wanted to go to McDonald's for a Happy Meal. And he'd be like, well, want in one hand and shit in the other and see which fills up faster. And so it's just something that's always stuck with me. Let's see. Poop in one true. hand, chicken nuggets in the other. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a pretty even trade. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think those questions definitely made it an even trade-off for rounding the show out here tonight. Because, again, like, since I've started doing these questions, nobody has really asked the same question more than once. Or it, it may have been along the same lines, but it's taken different avenues and gotten Absolutely. more of the onion or the layers peeled back on the answers I've given. So it's always fun. And it's more fun not even knowing what these questions are going to be before we start doing it. So this has been a blast. Yes, absolutely. I had such a great time. Anytime you want to hang out and shoot the shit, I am down. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that because trust yes. me, you will be back. And <laughs> I I may even turn it around again. I've done a thing. Um, as we're recording, these will be airing where I've had you know fellow or previous guests interview me. And, again, nothing's off limits as far as that goes, so we can talk about my mental health issues, we can talk about voice acting, wrestling again, any of it. I can even talk about the bad side of wrestling. I don't care at this point. What are they going to do? Stop booking me? Okay, cool. I'll stay home. Whatever. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll book it, we'll make it happen, and I'll get interviewed. I don't mind, so let's let's make it happen. I tell tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm an open book, and it's, I can't, I, the, the same person you meet on online on you know in in this type of setting it's, it's the exact same person that absolutely I am and, and will always be because I don't know how to be anything else like I can't I, I can't pretend to be somebody so it's it, it you literally cannot ask me a wrong question if I don't want to answer it I can't say that I would not tell you the truth so. yeah but see that's that's the cool thing too because it's like I, I've been fortunate enough to meet a few of these people that I'm, I'm lucky enough to call friends or even family now 
because, yeah. you know, like we met through COVID. We met through a computer screen or in our case, because you're, you know, a different time zone at the edge, you know, like up at the Pacific Ocean. I'm over here in humid ass Tennessee. And <laughs> I, I can already tell that if we ever met in person or if I randomly ventured into your tattoo shop and just offered up my arm, the, the you know, the energy and the, the friendship the would still be the same. Absolutely. because. Again, it's like you get to meet these people that we never would have gotten to meet had COVID not been a thing. So there's a silver lining that really plays out, and you know that you're meeting genuine, authentic people, and it's so awesome. It is. It's it's been cool. Like, I really i I tell people all the time, like I am so excited for what my future holds, and I, I want it for everybody. You know, I want it for everybody because we all want different things, right? Yeah. You know, like my my ultimate goal in voice acting is to do a disney princess yes and do a, a like a do a badass alita type of character in anime hell because, yeah oh my god i love alita <laughs> i mean and that's the thing too because you get to then you get to give back in a way that these people gave to you exactly when you got hooked on voice acting and you started doing your dive into figuring everything out like it's it's this cycle that repeats because what motivated you and what inspired you is now something you can give back to another yeah. kid that may not know how to get started, and your voice is what gets them into doing it. And Absolutely. that's a that's such a cool thing. Yep, I, I I I am happy to share anything with anybody, and I tell people all the time, like if I don't know the question, go talk to Elise because yep. Elise Bowman knows everything and everybody. Absolutely, <laughs> and she's and she's so generous and so giving too, and. We can't we can't sing her praises enough. I, I, I can't say that enough either because, I mean, Perfect like, club over here. yeah, she is so supportive. She is such a great teacher. And, guys, if you haven't noticed yet or if this is your first episode, check the show notes on every episode because I guarantee you there's something about Elise Coaches in those notes. So I wouldn't put my point. stamp on it, and I know Clare wouldn't either nope. if she didn't believe in it or if Elise didn't live up to and exceed those standards. So, yeah. By all means, if you're looking to get into voice acting, that's where you need to go. EliseCoaches.com. Yep. And then also subscribe to Anime Adventures, too. We love you, yes. Elise. We love you, Elise. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. And, of course, I love the listeners, too, because they tune in every week. They keep this show going. They, For some reason, they want to keep hearing me have uh, conversations with my friends. And I'm grateful for that because I guess I'm yeah. a chatty person apparently. So I enjoy getting to have these conversations and I enjoy knowing that everybody out there, I see the numbers still going up, which blows my mind. I'm so grateful for. And I see that we're popping up in different countries and different, you know, in different places now. So let's keep That's that so going cool. too. So we're doing something right here. Yep. I, I'm a subscriber. Hooray. See, I knew you were yeah. cool. <laughs> and I didn't have to pay you for that one. So thank you. No, you did not, but I'm sure after this airs that you'll probably have some of my friends following you too. Yes, yes. Residual, <laughs> that's, residual that's followings. Exactly. See, that, that word of mouth, right. that word of mouth helps, yep. and it's free to do. So, guys, you know what to do there. Subscribe, share, leave that five-star review, and even tell the people on the street, hey, go listen to this podcast. Just shove it in their face. I'm not responsible for what happens next, but do it. But, man, <laughs> seriously... Clare, thank you for being on here tonight and being so flexible, especially with the changes in the baseball schedule and, you know, me yeah, being no quasi-melted as I walked in here. But, you know, we, we got through it. We made it happen, and it flew by so quickly. And 
I, I can't thank yes. you enough for being willing to come on here and chat. Yes, thank you. I, this was bu booked months in advance because I, I think you messaged me like right after that or the same day of that workshop right i believe yeah same, yeah it's the same day of the workshop and you're like hey do you want to be on my podcast and i was like yeah of course i do so yes thank you so much for having of me of course anytime, and anytime as we've said multiple times now you will be back again i guarantee that for sure so we'll book that we'll talk about that off air too but man guys in all seriousness thank you all for tuning in thank you for listening to this conversation and thank you for continuing to keep this podcast alive. You know that we'll be back next week with another awesome episode. You know I'm going to have links to everything Clarae's got going on in the show notes down below. So go give her a look. Follow her. Subscribe. And if you're in the area, book an appointment and get a tattoo. You know it'll be fun. It may be your first one. And you know you're going to get a lot more after the fact. That's, that's on you. But I highly encourage you to do it. So go check her out. Go support her. And then tum... Yeah. Go come back next week if I don't get tongue-tied in the middle of all this again. And Chuck, ah, see, there it goes again. I jinx myself. But seriously, come back next week for another awesome interview and another awesome guest. We've got some big ones lined up, and it's just going to keep getting bigger and better from here. And shame on me, I almost forgot. If you have a convention in your area and you want to see me do a live podcast, you want me to come to the convention, tag me. Tag the people involved. Get my name out there because HaveCon will travel. I'll make it happen. I'll show up with equipment. I may hijack the show, but hey, we'll have fun until I get thrown out. So let's make that happen too. But in all seriousness, for myself, for Claray, we thank you for tuning in here today. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And I know you hear me. I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.